Hi everyone, welcome back to Anita's Trove. So today we'll be tackling a couple of questions relating to fitness and nutrition. These questions were actually submitted by you guys on my Instagram and on my Twitter with regards to topics which we could cover and just a couple of questions which you have which I thought that would be very important to select quite a few of them, not not quite a few of them, a few of them which are very, very important that could help you in your fitness journey so far. So the questions I have that we'll be tackling is, what can I have as a pre-workout snack? I get that quite a lot. The second one is, what's your advice on nutrition for someone who's trying to build muscle? Third, role of supplements in your fitness journey. How important are supplements in the bodybuilding process? The fourth one, affordable food options to eat that'll help you build muscle. Fifth, how to get rid of belly fat. Six, stretch marks, loose skin and sack boobies. And whew, another one, working out well on your period. And finally, the five steps to bounce back. Um, these are topics which actually deserve their own episodes. Yeah. I think what I'll do is that I'll expand on a couple of them as as time goes by. But however, this is just a short one to answer your questions very quickly and very briefly as much as I can. So let's first move to one of the questions, which is what is your advice on nutrition for someone who is trying to build muscle? This is such a very important question because We've been told that um, we just come from a school of thought that we shouldn't eat as much, should eat very little, you know, and carbs are bad. However, what we don't realize is that not all carbs are created equal and carbs are actually a very important part of building the process. So nonetheless, um, diet is super important when trying to transform your body, where your objective is weight loss, weight gain, nutrition impacts the form which your body will take which is quite important what i suggest incorporate all three macronutrients in your diet and that's your quality and nutrient dense foods which are your protein complex carbohydrates and polyunsaturated fats what does protein do for muscle growth protein helps muscle grow a regular supply of protein can permanently boost protein synthesis for muscle building and keep the amino acid concentration in the blood consistently high. Muscle grows faster and stronger with carbs in your diet, and this is of course quality carbs, not processed carbs. They are the main source of energy for your muscles, and some of these include whole grain products, potatoes, brown rice, and oatmeal, which you should include in your nutrition as part of your muscle building journey. And fats, and more importantly, quality fats. A good supply of fat is necessary for the muscle building process, and these include fats such as avos, nuts, fatty fish, like salmon, etc. Another important factor you need to take into consideration when trying to build muscle is counting your calories and calculating your macros. What is a calorie? In simple terms, a calorie is a unit of energy. Um, it refers to the energy people get from food and the drink and drinks we consume, and of course the energy which we expend while doing physical activity. In order for weight loss to happen, one needs to be on a calorie deficit. If you're trying to maintain your body, 
you need to be on a calorie maintenance plan. And in order for you to gain muscle, you need to be on a calorie surplus. However, it's very important. And it's important because you need to really strictly measure and count it. Because if you eat too much carbs, you know what's going to happen. It's going to, you know, transfer itself into glycogen. And your liver can only take so much glycogen and the rest of it will be stored as fats, which you do not want. Nonetheless, so measuring your macros and calculating measuring your macros and calculating your calories is very, very important part of it, and you need to be on a calorie access. The recommended calorie intake for women is about 2,000 calories. However, um, our bodies are different and our metabolism are different. We burn energy at different rates. Some people have more active lifestyles than others. Therefore, calculate your calories based on your weight objectives and activity level required to achieve your goal. Like I said, muscle building requires you to be on a calorie deficit. No, surplus. <laughs> and that would often entail eating about six small meals a day. And it's important to break them down between every two to three hours because a regular intake of calories prevents the muscle, prevents the body from going into a catabolic breakdown mode. Your sugar levels and your metabolism remain at a constant high to ensure that your mental and physical performance does not drop. And more importantly, supplements um, incorporate those in your nutrition. I suggest the following, whey protein. I take that because oftentimes I realize that I don't have enough time in the day to eat, which is a very bad thing. Um, with every single thing, you need to be very intentional about it and you need to be very intentional about your weight goals and what you need to do to achieve them. So I'm going to try and get better at it. But nonetheless, when I haven't consumed enough protein, my whey protein is a very, very convenient way for me to supplement it. And mind you, supplement, not replace. And your glutamine, and it's amazing. It's effective for regeneration and recovery process after working out, and that's very, very key. There are other supplements, of course. However, we will not go into that at the present moment. And leading right into the topic of supplements as well, <laughs> addressing it very briefly, what is the role of supplements in your fitness journey? So using supplements can have a really noticeable difference in your goal towards bodybuilding. It is a convenient way to provide your body and energy with nutrients to build muscle and can give you an advantage and enhance your training when taking the right supplements combined with the right diet. Important. However, supplements are not there to replace your food. They are there to supplement it. They are actually um, supplements which are meal replacements. However, I personally do not believe in them and do not recommend them. I believe that you should aim and try to get majority of your nutrients from the natural route. You know, eat your food. Eat that quarter chicken, eat that broccoli, eat that brown rice. Like, try to get most of your nutrients the natural way versus the synthetic way and more importantly selecting supplements is a very very tricky thing because some of them are not regulated some of them are and some ingredients are not regulated and you need to be very careful and see how it will affect you whether it will work for your body or not so do intensive research about them and read your labels very very carefully to ensure that they don't contain anything which 
could react to your body. And of course, some of the nutrients they provide can be found naturally in food. Hence, I did say that, you know, you need to incorporate actual food in your diet. There are different types of supplements. There's glutamine, there's creatine, your protein shake, multivitamins, meal replacements, etc. And I said I do take glutamine because it helps with muscle recovery. And it makes up more than 50% of amino acids in the skeletal muscles, which is quite a lot. I take your isolate protein and I have a pre-workout in the morning before I exercise just to give me that added energy and that, you know, oomph to be able to be more effective in my workout. So I keep it very plain. I keep it very simple. Those are the four. I repeat a pre-workout, glutamine. I take this normally during my workout and in the evening before I go to bed as well as your whey protein isolate and I take this as a post-workout snack and during the course of the day depending on how much protein I still need to take hmm. and moving on to the next question affordable food to eat that'll help you build muscle the first one I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about protein or tuna cheapest most convenient form to actually get your protein and chicken, um, chicken breast. I buy that in bulk. I've got tin fish, eggs as well. Mm, I love eggs. And beans, chicken breast, I mentioned that, almonds. And surprisingly enough, um, beetroot. It contains inorganic nitrate, which may help muscles function more. And in terms of vegetables, um, try to buy veggies frozen or canned. Um, it's a lot more affordable. And of course, you know, you can buy fresh produce from street vendors. Fruits and vegetables are really not that expensive. You know, apples, broccoli, um, cauliflower, pears, bananas. They're really not expensive. You don't have to go fancy. And, you know, the majority of the times you can find a lot of your nutrients which you need in ordinary fruits. And of course, starches, which include your brown rice as well as your oats, bread. Um, my favorite is... Why do you call this bread? Now I forgot what my favorite bread is. <laughs> rye bread. <laughs> yeah, I include, I have, I have rye bread quite frequently. Um, so yeah, those are the cheap or affordable food options which you can include in your diet from all three macronutrients to help you build muscle. And let's move to the next question on the topic of food. What can I have as a pre-workout snack? I usually don't have a pre-workout snack and when I do have a workout snack I probably plan to have a very very intense workout session so that's when I would need a little bit of energy to kind of like help me push more effectively in gym so but I do have a list of few items which you can include in your as a pre-workout snack in your list which you can get a fruit banana apple you can have Greek yogurt on its own or have it with berries a protein shake easiest option a protein bar or you can have a rice cake with sugar-free peanut butter and dried fruit with mixed nuts yep there you go quick short and to the point and the next question how to get rid of belly fat OMG this is one question which I get I think it's one of the top two questions which I get frequently amongst from most women and I always get the, so how do I make my tummy fat? But I want to keep my hips, I want to keep my bum, and I want to keep my boobs. 
you know, and we're all trying to have this hourglass body shape figure. Um, you know, that's what is seemingly attractive at the current moment and you know, having an hourglass hourly glass shaped body figure, you saw it on Instagram. Um, a desirable look at the present moment, just one when you've got a big booty. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> and big boobies and a tiny waist, you know, and we've seen the rise of that over the past couple of years, more especially with the likes of your Kim K who has encouraged women to embrace the curves even more. However, some are willing to go through really, really um, unsafe, measures, unsafe measures in order to obtain those body shapes. So that's my concern. But nonetheless, um, you can't lose fat in one particular area of your body. I cannot, cannot stress this enough. You cannot. The phenomena is called spot reduction and spot reduction is a myth. It is a misconception that targeting a specific area helps you burn fat in that space alone. No, that's not possible guys. You can't get rid of abdominal fat by only doing core exercises. No matter how many crunches you do, you won't burn fat in that one specific area. You may build a strong core in the process, however, It'll only show once the body fat, the body's overall fat percentage has reduced. How do you reduce your body fat percentage? Firstly, nutrition. And secondly, you need to be on a calorie deficit. And that means you need to be consuming less energy than what's required for you to expand. So it's very, very important that you research this in terms of like knowing how much calories you're supposed to take and how much you need to be in a deficit. That's the only way, like, gym is 20% and nutrition is 80%. Like, you cannot out-train a bad diet. Like, that's, you cannot. Um, so yeah, so when the body resorts to burning fat stores, it doesn't use the stores nearest to the muscles being flexed. Instead, fat from the entire body is burned, which is what I just said now. And fat can only be lost from your entire body. And once you have burnt more fat throughout your body, and then your muscle definition will become more apparent throughout for your whole body. And that's the only way to do it. And how we lose weight all depends on genetics. Some people lose weight quicker um, on the thighs, abdomen, boobs. We all build differently, and our genetics play a huge factor in terms of how we lose weight and also how we gain weight i for one i don't particularly my fat when i gain weight i think the first place you'll notice is my upper body compared to my lower body and that's quite noticeable just while when i shed fat as well it'll be normally upper body first and then lower body so it's very very important to take that into consideration and i'm not saying that you will reach your you will not reach a body a deal body um goal however i understand that we all lose weight very differently and some fat will be a little bit more stubborn in certain stubborn areas and that's purely genetics and you need to take that into consideration and be very very patient you may lose your boobs you may not you may lose your bum you may not so you cannot you cannot tell your body how to burn fat or where to burn fat if of course provided you're doing it the natural way and 
<sighs> the topic of cyberbase. I'm involved on the topic about you know burning fats around you know, about spot about spot reduction. So let's just go into the anatomy of this. Breasts are primarily composed of fat tissue in addition to ducts and lobule tissue, which are intrinsic to breastfeeding. The ratio of fat to other tissues is largely a matter of genetics. Some women simply have fattier breasts, while others have denser breasts. When you gain weight, fat cells within breast tissue expand. Weight loss then causes the fat cells to shrink. If you're a woman who has a high proportion of fat tissue in your breasts, this reduction will be more noticeable, unfortunately. Exhibit A, me! <laughs> Before my weight loss, I think I was like a 34D or something ridiculous like that. And I'm like, what? 32, I don't know, 32C. No, I'm not an A. 32C, I think, I don't know. However, there's been a noticeable reduction in my um, in my booby size and unfortunately that's just one of the side effects of the process whereas with me I don't naturally have um, big boobs and it was mainly fat and like I said you can't tell your fat where to disappear it just disappears everywhere and of course how quickly it disappears from certain areas depends on your genes so yeah um if you have denser breasts, your breasts will be less affected by your changes in your weight. And the only way to know the composition of your breasts is with a mammography. I struggle to say that word, mammography. <laughs> Still sounds like I'm saying it wrong. Nonetheless, um, as you age, some breast sag is of course inevitable. We know this. Childbirth and breastfeeding also changes the shape of your breasts. If dieting has contributed to this lack of firmness, there's not much you can do to regain the elasticity, to be quite honest. Um, you will read about how there are certain things you can do to get your shape back, to get your elasticity back. Um, no, I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. Not really. However, um, exercises may work slightly to improve the appearance and make them a little bit fuller. You can strengthen the pectorals and that's the muscle which lies underneath the breast tissue. But you're not going to change the breast tissue itself. So you can perform chest exercises such as cable crossovers, monetary presses, chest flies, and bench presses. And you can also strengthen the muscle in your back and shoulders to improve your posture. Improving your posture can provide a mini breast lift and make you look taller and slimmer. <laughs> and for this you can perform exercises like seated rows and push-ups to improve your back and shoulder muscles you can also build your skin elasticity by eating plenty of fruits and vegetables fruits and vegetables are rich in antioxidants and selenium which helps prevent skin damage and loss of skin firmness of course remain hydrated to keep your skin supple and firm and you can wear a supportive bra especially when you exercise prevent gravity and excess movement from further stretching the ligaments associated with breasts dropping drooping dropping drooping <laughs> so a supportive bra can really make your breasts look as large and full as the day before weight loss 
and fast weight loss can lead to saggy breasts yes you heard that right the skin around your breasts get its firmness from the protein collagen and elastin so extreme weight loss measures that cause you to lose weight quickly are stressful to these proteins which is why a gradual weight loss process allows these proteins to adjust to your body changes so that your breasts will be less likely to result in a considerable sag and finally yeah there are creams that promise to tighten the skin to make your skin feel smoother and tighter but they actually cannot restore the collagen and elastin in your boobies so i would really really be mindful about spending money unnecessarily on creams and many things in an attempt to firm the boobies because majority of the time they will not they, they actually just don't work most of them don't work and that's my opinion and of course this affects your i'm a woman too and like i said it's happened to me and of course it has the potential to affect your self-esteem and however i've just accepted them i'm just like you know what um i either have this body and i have that body with the boobies you sometimes need to make you know a compromise you can't have everything that you want and i won't say i'll never do a boob job i'm not gonna lie but I'm saying that right now there's not much I can do about it and I don't allow it to affect me I, I actually don't so it is what it is man <laughs> it is what it is so and of course like I said if you are really disturbed by the shape of your breasts um, you can of course talk to your doctor about it to explore possible surgical ways to reach your goal and like I said I'm not against people having i'm not getting surgery you are allowed to do whatever you want with your body and whatever makes you happy but i am saying is that in the interim be content with what you have you know if you can't afford it so what and there really is no healthy breast shape you know so so yeah um no one's perfect yeah and let's see what other question have we not touched on I think we pretty much touched on everything. There's two left. And it's working out well on your period. And the five steps to bounce back. <laughs> so working out on your period can be a drag. I know. We all experience um, symptoms very differently. You know, the pains, the cramping, the bloating, mood swings, irritability, fatigue, nausea. I can go on and on on and we all experience this differently and they have a huge impact on 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 on, on your exercise because some people have lighter flows and some people have heavy flows i've got a friend who i've got friends who are heavy to the point where um they probably have to change the sanitary towels like three times you know at night you know so it can be really uncomfortable when you're trying to exercise and your flow is that heavy you're afraid of spotting and it's just not pleasant and what i've actually done is that i've got an article which you can find at the fitness which talks about how to beat the period blues and to stick to your healthy eating and workout plan so do check out forward however just to answer this question quickly um both 
progesterone and estrogen are at their lowest during the entire length of the period phase of the menstrual cycle. And this is often what makes you feel tired and less energetic. However, I would not advise that you skip out on your period. In fact, it's the best time to actually maintain your routine. Just some of the few benefits of exercise. Decreases PMS. <laughs> it happens to me. Um, it actually enhances your performance at gym. And it helps to combat period symptoms such as menstrual headaches, moodiness, and bloatedness as well when you exercise it really really does help with that so what i would suggest though is that depending on your flow and your regime i would normally say that you should adjust the intensity of your workouts however don't stop moving so you can engage in things such as you know taking a walk light cardio and aerobic exercises doing yoga and pilates as well as low volume strength training and power-based activities. Um, like I said though, it all depends on person to person. It's very, very tricky. However, the article is coming up which will tell you more about how to stick to your plan while on the period and it includes the dietary aspect of it too. And just to round up, five steps to bounce back. Um, step one, set smart fitness goals. Step two, find an accountability buddy. It's so important. I realize that I have one too, and this is not just from a fitness perspective, but from a life perspective. And that's what friends are. You know, you share with them your goals, your ambitions, and they're there to be like, hey, did you study? Hey, did you do that project? Hey, did you apply for that funding? Hey, are you eating clean? Did you meet your goals? It's very, very important um, to have people that push you, especially on days where you don't feel like it and you're just feeling down and blah it happens to all of us and it happens to me too and get enough sleep sleep is very important for for, for exercise and getting the right amount of energy and fourthly do what you love doing i always say that like i don't do things which i don't enjoy um i love hit um High intensity interval training that's what hit stands for i love jumping around so for me those are the kind of exercises which i engage in i love it it gives me the thrill it gives me the rush i think i'm gonna do crossfit i have to do crossfit that's my goal not compete but just do it for the fun of it and that's me i love that i hate for example like running on the treadmill oh man no um i get bored in two minutes i can't do that However, you may realize that you enjoy doing um, Pilates, do Pilates, and maybe you enjoy running, hit the road, maybe you enjoy hiking, you know, do that. You enjoy playing sports such as netball or, or, or tennis, go ahead and do that. And exercise does not have to be confined within a gym, and you can literally work out anywhere, anytime, just keep it moving, and that's what's important. You have a better chance of sticking to it. Then to you have a better chance of sticking to your exercise regime when it includes and incorporates things which you enjoy doing. And the last one, step five, just be patient with yourself. We tend to be so hard on ourselves and we often forget how long it took us to get to a point where we are not happy with our bodies. Um, it's what, one year, two years, three years, six months of not eating properly and exercising. And you want to reverse that in one month? 
course it's not gonna of course that's not being possible you're not being fair on yourself and you're gonna leave yourself feeling very frustrated and very unhappy and you're gonna end up quitting before you've even reached 20% of the goal so I say that like be patient the results take time don't look at your scale every single day scales are misleading in fact oh goodness me um I don't condone I don't really I'm not the biggest fan of a scale because a scale that often doesn't tell you your body composition and also depending on what you eat what kind of exercise you're doing you could be burning fat and building muscle but this you know but the scale could not be moving fast enough and you may be thinking that you're not losing weight you're not doing the right things whereas in fact your body is changing and you just won't see it it won't be reflective on the scale so yeah like stop wearing yourself every single day bad habit bad bad habit and allow yourself to enjoy and pleasant trees every now and again i talk about the 80 20 rule all the time try to eat clean most of the time and life is meant to be enjoyed and food is meant to be enjoyed and so why do you feel love a ginger cookie every now and again go have a ginger cookie just don't go have two boxes or the entire box and of course be mindful of your calorie intake for the day so and you can of course also find healthy dessert options my favorite and i've got a sweet tooth so i'm always like trying to find healthier ways to make dessert fun you know um you need to you have to so be patient love the body that you're in in the present moment while you're working towards the body that you're trying to achieve and remember how long it took you to get to this point and remember that this is the only body you have so you need to love it and you need to take care of it in the process that's the best thing that you can possibly do for yourself nonetheless um, i'm done talking this was 29 minutes long not that long <laughs> so like i said um there's so much more to delve into these topics and some of them will have their own episodes which i will let you know when they're up however i hope this i hope you find this useful and thank you for listening have a wonderful week bye